the wisdom of Kohelet. Futile, completely futile. I say to you, everything we do is futile. For what do we gain from all the work at which we toil under the sun? A generation comes and a generation goes, but the earth is not changed. The sun rises, the sun sets, then hurries back to where it rises again. The wind blows to the south, then turns to the north. Round and round it goes, ever returning on its course. The streams all flow to the sea, yet the sea is never full. To the place the streams came from, there they return again. Everything goes on in endless cycles, and yet our mouths never tire of speaking, our eyes never finish looking, and our ears never get their fill of listening. How we live and work under the sun does not change. Even though people say, things are different now, no, it was this way long before we were born. We have forgotten what happened before our time, and in the future the memory of what is taking place now will also vanish. I, Kohelet, ruled in Jerusalem, and I devoted myself to study and to explore by wisdom all that is done under heaven. What a frustrating task God has given to mankind! I have examined everything people work at under the sun, and it is all as futile as chasing the wind, for we could never straighten everything that is twisted, nor could we even begin to count all that is lacking. Even though I acquired more wisdom than anyone who had ever ruled in Jerusalem, when I applied myself to a complete understanding of wisdom and knowledge, I discovered that I too was chasing after the wind, for with much wisdom comes much sorrow." The more knowledge, the more grief. So I decided to try pleasure to see what it might do for me. With wisdom as my guide, I tested the effects of wine and embraced folly. But that also proved to be unsuccessful. Pleasure, I said, is futile, for it cannot provide anything of lasting benefit. Still, I was determined to do something worthwhile with the few days of life I was granted on the earth, so I went to work on many great projects. I built houses for myself and planted vineyards. I created gardens and parks full of fruit trees and dug wells so my orchards would flourish. I acquired male and female servants and had others who were born in my house. I own more cattle and sheep than anyone in Jerusalem. I amassed silver and gold and collected royal treasures from far-off lands. I enjoyed music and the company of beautiful women. I became greater than anyone who had ever lived in Jerusalem. With wisdom at my side, I denied myself nothing my eyes desired and refused my heart no pleasure. And yet, when I looked back over all that my hands had done and what I had toiled to achieve, it was as futile as chasing after the wind, for I had gained nothing of lasting benefit under the sun. The only reward for all my labor was the joy my heart found while I was working. So I returned to a reasoned and thorough study of wisdom and folly. Just as the wise ones before me, I too concluded that wisdom provides some benefit, but folly never can. Wisdom and folly are as day as tonight, for the wise can see where they are going, but the fool stumbles along in the dark. Yet the same fate overtakes them both, so what is gained by being wise? Even the pursuit of wisdom is futile, for in days to come the wise person, like the fool, will die and be forgotten. Then I felt like I had wasted my life, because all the work I had done under the sun only distressed me. It was as futile as chasing the wind. 
I grew to despise everything I had worked so hard for because I must leave it to my successors. I cannot know if they will be wise or foolish, yet they will have control over all the work into which I have poured my effort and abilities. My heart filled with despair, for although I worked with wisdom, knowledge, and skill, my estate will be left to someone who may destroy it. This is both futile and a great misfortune. So what do we gain from all the toil and anxious striving with which we labor under the sun? During the day, our work is so full of problems and pain that at night our minds cannot rest. How futile is that? I say, I say the best for us is to eat and drink and enjoy our work. None of us can achieve anything better than accepting those gifts from the hand of God, and by doing so we also receive wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. The fool, however, works to gather and store up wealth only to pass it on to the wise. Pursuing wealth is as futile as trying to catch the wind. Everything has its season, and there is a time for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to reap, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to destroy and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to caress and a time to abstain, a time to embrace and a time to refrain, a time to find and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to discard, a time to argue and a time to agree, a time to listen and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. So how can we gain anything from our toil if the seasons of life keep us constantly working? God confines our busy lives within the framework of time but also plants eternity in our hearts. This makes it impossible for us to figure out what God is doing from the beginning to the end. I clearly see there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves for as long as we live. Each of us has been given the opportunity to eat and drink and find satisfaction in our work. That is God's plan for us, and we cannot add to or subtract from His design. It fits us perfectly, for it achieves God's purpose and causes us to honor Him. That's the way it was in the beginning, and it is the same today. Our future is rooted in the distant past, for God's intent for us is consistent. As I looked at life under the sun, I found in the very place where I expected justice to be carried out, there was evil instead. And I had to remind myself that God will one day judge both the righteous and the wicked, for there will also be a time to evaluate every activity, a time to judge every deed. For now, God tests us by giving us the same fate as the animals. As one dies, so dies the other. People have no distinction. Both have the same breath and both are subjected to the same final futility for all came from the dust and to dust all will return. No one can prove that a person's spirit goes upward while the spirit of the animal goes down into the earth. So I say there's nothing better than to find joy as we work for that is our lot in life and none of us knows for certain what the future will hold. As I observed all the injustice under the sun, I saw the tears of the oppressed, but no one would comfort or rescue them, for power was in the hands of their oppressors. I declared that the ones who have died are better off than those still living under such conditions. Even more fortunate are the unborn, for they are not yet exposed to the evil taking place upon the earth. I noted that all the energy and skill we pour into our work is motivated by the envy of our neighbors. 
It's a competition as futile as racing the wind, but I also saw a fool who lazily folded his hands and ruined his life. I concluded that one handful with rest is better than two handfuls with toil and grasping for the wind. I witnessed a fitting example of a futile life under the sun. There was a man all alone with neither son nor brother, yet there was no end to his toil and his eyes were never satisfied with his wealth. Too late in life he asked, For whom am I working so hard? Why am I denying myself enjoyment? His solitary work was futile, a miserable task. Two working together are better than one, for they both benefit from their labor. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But the person working alone has no one to assist him. When two share a blanket, they keep each other warm. But how can one keep warm alone? While one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves, and three will resist defeat. They say, a wise youth makes a better leader than a foolish old king who no longer listens to counsel. Even though the youth was born in poverty and came from the prison to the palace, everyone followed the youth instead of the king. A great crowd praised the youth, but later they were no longer pleased with that young man as their leader. Pursuing fame is as futile as running after the wind. Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Draw near to listen rather than to offer the worship of fools who speak before they think. Do not be hasty to utter a word in God's presence. God is in heaven, you are on earth, so let your words be few. Just as dreams come when there are many worries, so does foolish talk when there are many words. If you make a promise to God, do not delay in fulfilling it. God is not pleased with fools, so do what you have said. It is better never to take a vow than to take one and not fulfill it. Do not let your mouth lead you into sin by saying, My vow was a mistake. Why give God cause to be angry at your words and destroy the work of your hands? The schemes and empty words of the fool are futile, but the wise have respect for God. If you see the poor oppressed, or justice and rights denied, do not be surprised. The local official is watched by a supervisor, and over them both are others higher still. They all take from the increase of the land, and the king himself profits from the fields. But those who love money will never have enough, and those who crave riches are never satisfied. The pursuit of wealth is futile, for as goods increase, so do those who consume them. And what benefit is there to the owner except to watch it happen? The abundance of the rich keeps them awake at night, but the sleep of the laborer is sweet, whether he eats much or little. It is a great tragedy when a man is carefully guarding his investments but loses everything through an unfortunate event and has nothing left to pass on to his children. Just as he came naked from his mother's womb, so he will depart, for there is nothing from his toil he can carry in his hands." This is a terrible predicament, for he not only gained nothing from toiling after the wind, but now he eats in darkness, plagued by depression and anger and resentment. I believe, I believe we should enjoy our food and find satisfaction in our work during each day of life God gives us, for this is our lot. If God provides us with money and possessions and also grants the ability to enjoy them, by accepting our lot and being happy in our work, this is God's gift to us. If we accept it, we will seldom look regretfully on our past because God will keep us occupied with joyful hearts. Instead, 
A bitter heartache comes to many under the sun, for although God may grant us wealth and possessions until we have everything our hearts desire, we often lack the ability to enjoy those gifts and someone else enjoys them. This is futile, a miserable situation. A man could have a hundred children and live a thousand years, yet no matter how long he lives, if his life comes to an end before he learns to enjoy the good things of life, I say a stillborn child is more fortunate. Its birth is futile, for it departs in darkness, and in darkness its name is shrouded. It never saw the light of day or knew what life was like, but that child has more peace than the wealthy man who fails to enjoy his prosperity and still ends up in the same place. We all work so hard to satisfy our desires, but only end up wanting more. Even the wise do not find more satisfaction in fools, and a poor man is not content even though he tries to accept his situation in life. I say again, it is better to enjoy what we have than to chase what we lack, for that pursuit is futile like trying to catch the wind. Everything that exists has certain characteristics, and mankind is no exception. People are limited in their ability to argue with one who has supreme knowledge, yet they continue to try, even though it is futile. Not one of us knows what is best to do during the few and fleeting days we pass through like a shadow, for we cannot know what will happen on the earth after we are gone. So I say, a good reputation is better than a lavish funeral, for it makes the day of one's death even better than the day of one's birth. Indeed, it is better to attend a funeral than a party, for death is the destiny of every person, and the living should take this to heart. Mourning is better than laughter, because grief makes us wiser. Although the wise embrace sorrow, fools seek only pleasure. It is better to be criticized by the wise than praised by the foolish, for the chatter of fools is like the crackling of burning twigs under a pot. A lot of noise, but nothing is accomplished. Excessive praise, however, can turn the wise into fools, for flattery corrupts the mind. Finishing a task is better than starting one. Endurance is better than enthusiasm. Control your temper, for anger grows in the heart of a fool, and do not say the past was better than the present, for that is a foolish perspective. Wisdom is like an inheritance in that it provides an ongoing benefit to the living. Although wealth gives a measure of security, the advantage of wisdom is that it preserves the lives of those who acquire it. Consider what God has done. No one can straighten what he has twisted, so when good times come, enjoy them. And when bad times arrive, remember God created both to ensure that people will never know what their future holds. I have seen both a righteous person who died young and a wicked person who prolonged their life by doing evil. Do not be self-righteous and think yourself wise. It will ruin your life. Do not practice evil and act the fool. You may die before your time. It is good to heed both warnings, for the person who honors God avoids all extremes. Wisdom earns a person more respect than ten rulers in a city, yet there is not a righteous person on earth who always does right and never sins. So do not pay close attention to everything people say, or you will eventually hear someone insult you. Even then, do not get upset, for you know in your heart you have done the same to others. All this I tested by wisdom, but when I made it my goal to be wise, wisdom eluded me. A complete understanding of our existence is out of reach and most profound. It is impossible to comprehend. 
So I turned away from searching out wisdom and knowledge, only to discover that folly leads to sin and foolishness to madness. My life became more bitter than death, for I was trapped in a relationship with a person whose heart was a snare and whose hands were chains. Only the wise will find a way to escape. The fool will be caught. Here is what I discovered, as I went from one person to another to find what my soul longed for. In the multitude of men and women I met, I found only one who was virtuous, and I came to this conclusion. Although God created mankind righteous, his people have pursued many schemes. The wise understand what steps to take, and that knowledge brightens their faces and gives them confidence. They obey the king's command and honor their sacred vow. Never be in a hurry to leave the king's presence, but neither stand up for a bad cause, for the king will do whatever he pleases, and no one can challenge what he decides. Whoever obeys his command will come to no harm, and the wise will know the proper time and procedure for every situation, even when they are weighed down by problems. Not one of us knows the future. We cannot say what is to come. Just as we cannot restrain the wind, neither can we hold back the day of our death. Just as a soldier is not discharged during a time of war, so wickedness will not release those who practice it. As I surveyed everything that is done under the sun, I observed the wicked dominating others and inflicting pain. Later, I saw those same evil people buried with honor in a sacred place. They were even praised in the very city where they abused others. This is futile, for when judgment against crime is not quickly carried out, the hearts of the people are filled with evil plans. Still, I am convinced that even though a wicked person commits a hundred crimes and lives a long time, those who honor God will eventually be blessed with good. Because the wicked do not honor God, it will not go well with them, and their lives will fade into the darkness. And yet... There are times upon this earth when the righteous get what the wicked deserve and the wicked get what the righteous deserve. Trusting in justice is also futile. So I commend the simple pleasures of living, for there is nothing better under the sun than to eat and drink and enjoy life. Then joy will accompany us in our work through all the days God gives us. My days had been dedicated to a careful observation of all the work people do upon the earth. I hardly slept as I tried to figure out God's intent for us, but no one can fully comprehend everything that takes place under the sun. Despite my best efforts to search it out, I could not understand it. Even if a wise person claims to know what God is doing, no one can truly know the mind of God. When I reflected on this, I realized that although the lives of the righteous and the wise are in God's hands, no one knows if success or failure awaits them. And a final destiny will come to all, the righteous and the wicked, the good and the bad, the holy and the unholy, those who worship God and those who do not. The blameless will die the same as the sinner, and those who make promises to God face the same end as those who are afraid to make them. Indeed, the most distressing fact about living under the sun is that every one of us will eventually die. That knowledge fills our hearts with sadness, our minds with worry while we live, and then we die anyway. At least while we are alive we have hope, for as they say, a live dog is better off than a dead lion. We the living know that one day we must die, but the dead know nothing more, they have no further influence, and no one remembers them for long. Their love, hate, and envy have long since vanished. Never again will they have a part in anything that happens under the sun. Go then, 
Eat your bread with gladness, and drink your wine with a joyful heart, for today your work is blessed by God. Put on your best clothes, use your finest perfume, and enjoy each futile day of your fleeting life with the people you love. For these pleasures are God's gift to you in your toilsome labor under the sun. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. For in the grave where you are going, there is neither working, nor planning, nor knowledge, nor wisdom. And yet I also observe that the race is not always to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. Nor does food always come to the wise, wealth to the brilliant, or success to the educated. For time and chance happen to us all. No one knows what tomorrow will reveal. As fish are caught in a cruel net, or birds are captured in a snare, so people are trapped by terrible times that fall unexpectedly upon them. I noted an example of the effects of wisdom in such a time. A powerful king besieged a small city. Within the walls lived a poor man who could have saved that city by his wisdom, but no one listened to him. His wisdom was better than strength, but that man's advice was not heeded. Although the quiet words of the wise are far better than the shouts of a foolish king and wisdom is more powerful than weapons of war, a little foolishness can destroy much good. Just as a few dead flies give perfume a bad smell, so a little folly corrupts the greatest wisdom. Although the heart of the wise follows what is right, the heart of the fool leads him astray. Even as he walks down the street, the fool shows off his ignorance. If a ruler directs his anger against you, do not run away. A calm response will quiet his bad temper. I have seen rulers make mistakes that resulted in great injustice. A fool was given a position of authority while a wise person was demoted. A servant rode on horseback while the prince walked behind. If you dig a well, you might fall into it. If you break down a wall, a snake might bite you. Moving stones can cause an injury. Splitting wood has its own risks. Sharpen your axe and you won't have to work as hard for working wisely brings success. If a snake bites before it is charmed, there is no profit for the charmer. Likewise, the words of the wise earn respect, but a fool is consumed by his own lips. He starts with foolishness and talks on and on until he arrives at utter nonsense. He speaks of his future and all his great plans, but work is so tiresome to the fool that he never reaches his goal. It is an unfortunate nation that is led by a fool who throws a party with other leaders as soon as the sun is up. Prosperous country is ruled by nobles who eat at a proper time to strengthen their bodies and not to get drunk. As they say, by idleness the rafters sag, and through laziness the roof will leak. Although eating is pleasurable and wine makes life merry, you need money to enjoy both. So do not criticize a ruler even in your thoughts or curse the rich in your bedroom, or a little bird may carry your words to report what you say. Instead, give your bread freely to others, and later, when you are in need, it will come back to you. Share with as many as possible, for you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. The rain will fall when the clouds are full of water, and a tree will fall when the wind blows from the right direction. You cannot plant your crops while you study the wind, nor can you reap while you watch the clouds. Just as you do not know how the spirit enters a baby being formed in its mother's womb, neither can you comprehend the work of God, the creator of all things. So plant your seed in the morning, and in the evening do not let your hands be idle, for you do not know which endeavor will succeed, or if both will do equally well. 
Life is sweet, and it is a pleasure to see the light of day. No matter how many days a person may live, each one should be fully enjoyed for darker days. Days of futility will come. So be happy while you are young. Let your heart give you joy in the days of your youth. Follow the desires of your heart and whatever your eyes see. But do not forget God will call you to count for how you live. Banish anxiety from your mind and cast off the troubles of your body, for youth and vigor quickly pass away. Honor your Creator in your youth before times of trouble stretch into years when you no longer find pleasure in living. When your eyesight fails and the sun, moon, and stars fade as if clouds have returned to a clear sky. When your hands tremble, your back is bent and it is difficult to eat with so few teeth. When you gaze out the window but your ears are deaf to the happy songs of the people on the street. When your own voice fails, yet it takes only a chirping bird to wake you from your sleep. When your fears grow stronger and you won't leave your house. When your hair turns white and the passions of your youth lie dormant and ineffective. Honor God before the day arrives when you pass on to your eternal home and mourners file past the place you used to live, before the silver cord breaks and the golden lamp crashes to the floor, before the well of life runs dry, its earthen vessel broken and empty. For then the dust will return to the ground it came from, and the Spirit will return to God who gave it. Futile, completely futile, I say to you, everything we do is futile. My name is Vance Newdorf, and this has been a new translation of the Wisdom of Kohelet, written some 2,500 years ago. After the book was written, someone penned these words at the end of his book. Kohelet was wise, and he passed on his teachings to the people. He pondered, searched out, and set in order many proverbs. He studied to find just the right words, and what he wrote was honest and true. The words of the wise guide our lives like a shepherd. Their collected sayings are like firmly driven nails. Beware of adding to their words, for you will discover there is no end to what people write, and trying to study it all will exhaust you. In the end, what matters most is to honor and obey God, for that is why we were created, and one day everything we do, including every secret thing, will be judged as evil or good. If you would like to know more of the wisdom of Kohelet, you may want to listen to my audiobook, The Scroll, which is a fictional account of Kohelet's life. You will find the audiobook at thescroll.ca. Thank you for listening.